and welcome to the No Name MMA Show. Welcome to the No Name MMA Show, the best damn MMA podcast you've never heard of. Thank you for joining us on this lovely Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. As always, I am your co-host, Manobi and Andy, joined by my lovely, my amazing, my beautiful wife. No nut shot, Nina. And before we get all the craziness that was by far the best card of the year, Crazy. UFC 275, first, we'll talk about some of the things that we had going on. Babe? Yeah. So, um, I am about to wrap up my wedding season for the spring, which has been going on since early March like first weekend of March. Um, and in the planning world, it's really s- sort of taken its biggest uh, start to the season at the very beginning of the year. So I'm almost done there. I am really enjoying having a little downtime at work, just having a lot less stress at work. And so I feel great about that. Yeah. As for me, we do have our next interview lined up for tomorrow, which should be releasing either late tomorrow or early Friday. I guess I'll just say it. I'll say who it is. No, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it? No. Don't Don't jinx jinx it. it. Don't tell them? No. Okay. I won't tell you guys. Uh, But yeah, we have an interview set up for tomorrow. Should be pretty nice. We have UFC Fight Night Texas going down for Donald Cerrone's possible last fight. Oh, for he sure. might be the first fighter in UFC history with double two dozen wins, twenty four so fucking wins in the UFC, which is yeah. fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, let's talk about all things violence. Off to Nina for the no name moment. Oh my God, the MMA minute. Jesus. <laughs> That's okay. All right. Kamaru Usman versus Leon Edwards 2 is finally happening. During the broadcast of UFC 275, the rematch was confirmed for UFC 278, the upcoming pay-per-view event scheduled for August 20th at Vivint Arena in Salt Lake City, Utah. Usman and Edwards met seven years ago at UFC on Fox 17, where the Nigerian Nightmare won a unanimous decision over Rocky. Yeah, um, even though it has been officially announced, this is Leon Edwards we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. One of the most cursed individuals ever to hit the UFC. Like, this motherfucker has the worst luck ever. We were talking about this fight not even possibly happening at one point. Yeah. We thought, fuck, it might be Hamzat. Mm -hmm. Fuck, it might be like somebody else. Like, Leon Edwards is never going to get this shit. Yeah. So, now that it's officially announced in Utah, by the way. Yeah. I'm very hesitant to jump on the train that this is actually happening still. Got you. Just just because of Leon Edwards. Mm -hmm. I think Kamaru Usman will end up fighting, fighting some thing or yeah. somebody <laughs> at UFC 268 278 I think yeah but you think is he it, would fight like a robot yeah 
<laughs> Yo, I'll, um, I made a video about this if you follow Instagram, but um, Ali earlier this week said that Kamara Usman, after watching the fights on Saturday, that Kamara Usman can go out there and beat Jan Blachowicz, Jerry, and Glover Teixeira. So Ali is on some crack shit first, and then... <sighs> I don't know. I'm not upset about it. I'm just kind of like, dude, shut up with your mosquito ass head. Mm -hmm. Like, just stop, please. <laughs> um, but that's besides the point. Muhammad Ali? No, Ali Abdelaziz. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, Muhammad Ali's dead. No, 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 sorry. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. So, um, what was I saying? Yeah, Leon Edwards versus uh, Kamara Usman. It is scheduled. It is official. Yeah. Does it happen? I don't know. Does it have my vote of confidence? No, it doesn't. Leon Edwards is that dude. Yeah. He's on the same level as Habib versus Tony. Just things that weren't supposed to happen. I don't know why. I don't know if the simulation's broken. I don't know if it's whatever's happening right now. Uh, Mercury's in retrograde. But I, I just don't buy it. I'll believe it when I see both of them in the octagon locked in a cage. Because mm -hmm. he could get injured, Kamara could get injured. He, like, any possible thing that can happen will happen. Yeah. It's Murphy's Law when it comes to Leon Edwards. <laughs> True. So, yeah. <laughs> um, babe, when was the last time you checked in to see what the net worth of the UFC was? Probably a sh fucking shit ton. Recent documents show that the UFC is now making over a billion dollars a year with more growth expected. Yeah. They've been running all of these events at profit. Yeah. Do we think Dana White is a billionaire yet? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I would not be surprised. That is sickening. Uh, a billionaire? Nah, but he's well on his way. Oh my For lanta. Sure. I mean, I'm not surprised. The The one thing that I am, that I hope is the case, after this is released, and, and, and okay, like, we get that the UFC is getting paid a lot. We get that the owners are getting paid a lot. The fighters are not getting paid anything. At least this full disclosure kind of urges the fighters like yeah i should be making more of this pie like really truly you guys are not getting paid shit i cannot just understand the concept of a billion dollars like when i start thinking about it it's like you fall down a rabbit hole when you yeah. think about like the amount of luxury items yeah so, like when you think about a million dollar house okay let's let's even take it to like a $10 million house that you watch being sold on, like, Selling Sunset. Yeah. A billionaire? To them, that $10 million, <laughs> chump change. Right. What? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. I can't. I um, cannot understand the concept of a billion dollars. So, it's yeah. so wild. I think, uh... I want to say it was Bloody Elbow who released... I feel like they're trying to cop my shit 
the kind of video that I make or whatever. Ah. But whatever, they're doing a little short video, fine. Mm -hmm. It's 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 your prerogative. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You fucking <laughs> losers over bloody elbow. Oh my gosh. They're not losers. They're cool. I don't know. Maybe they are. Fuck them. They're losers to me. I don't give a <laughs> oh shit. Gosh. But hey. they they covered it on a little short video, and they said that the owners are apparently getting thirty six percent of that billion, right? Okay. And the fighters are only getting like fifteen to twenty percent, something like that. Literal pennies. So yeah, so that's where they're getting two thirds of that kind of profit share, just split between them. Um. How much you think of all business is like fabricated for the shareholders? All of it. All of them, right? Because so how do you Because if you look at it know? from a shareholder perspective, yeah. it's their money that's keeping this shit afloat. Their shares, their purchase yeah. of this is why this ship's still yeah, kind of going. Right. Right now it's nothing but profit. Right. But if like the UFC started losing money, it would be the shareholders' money that would be being lost. Right. And then from there, the more shareholders you have, like with the UFC and Endeavor, mm -hmm. it's more okay. Like we yeah. gave you so much money because yeah. before Endeavor, for the people that are more hardcore, that are not as recent of fans, the UFC had the shittiest fucking ads. Yeah. Like we were talking about like. Bud Light was the highlight of the UFC sponsorship ad. Okay. It was My Pillow Guy. It was, you know, Bowflex. Those were the commercials that were on. Now, if you look at the UFC, like, kind of commercial, yeah. it is higher end. It yeah. is sleeping pills. It is, like, whatever. Yeah. It's that shit that you would get during primetime television. So, that I is mean, premium. I mean, now Odello features one of their fighters. Right. It is not the same as it was before. Yeah. <clears throat> Now it is prime time slotted ad packages that you very can true. put into your yeah, shit. So that's what they're doing for the UFC. Like, hey, we can we can put ads in your shit that appeal to a mass that hopefully bring in customers. That's the way they look at it. Right. So it's like, well, because we're doing that, we want more of the pie. Which, if you think about it, as a capitalist country, that is what you fucking want. Yeah. More money in, more money out to corporate daddy need a machine right so it is what it is i just hope that this fucking fans of fire underneath the fires and hopefully they want to get paid more yeah because sean o'malley as much as i clown on him and as however i feel about him yeah he's saying that he is hoping to be making one million dollars a fight yeah. sean o'malley say what you want about him deserves more than he he should be getting a million dollars a fight now yeah with as much fucking revenue as he brings in you're right he is a commodity like whether you like it or not he is a commodity and, and when he's the put... ufc is now a billion dollar company pay the guy a million bucks twice a year but no he's a bantamweight no he's a blah 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 I'm sorry, yeah, he's not Conor McGregor, but if he gets up there to a championship status and he goes up a weight class... He's your next generation. I know, yeah. This is Conor McGregor, like, built guy. up slow and you might not like it, yeah. but if the success is there, this is a long-term play by the UFC. Pay him more and he'll try harder. But he's not... He just re-signed and he's not getting a million dollars a fight. He just re-signed. He was yeah. on his last fight of his deal. 
So, I know he's getting merch money. I know he's getting YouTube money. I know he's getting podcast money. But he should he shouldn't have to be doing all that stuff. Other work, right? And I feel like it's not like he. I, it looks like he likes it. He enjoys it. Whatever. But he shouldn't have to. Yeah. No fighter should have to start a side game. Not the time that they spend working on their craft and shit. Their game, yeah. So, yeah, it. This just goes to show you the greediness of the UFC. Yeah. And yeah, maybe fighters. I mean, for the craziness that they do in the cage, yeah. they're soft as fuck when it comes to corporate daddy. Right. They let corporate daddy fuck them in the ass no matter what it is. To be getting paid thousands, mm-hmm. thousands, mm-hmm. a fraction of a percentage. Yeah. And they're saying all this money is going to fighters. Right. I'm, I'm just saying that a lot of that millions and millions of dollars that gets paid to fighters is going to Connor. Yeah. Connor got paid like twenty three million or something per his last fight. Yeah. Ranging from twenty three to something else. Oh my god. Connor warrants it because he he genuinely sells that much. Right. But that's also twenty three million out of like however many million out of a billion that the fighters get. Right. Yeah. So that is a whole margin. Like if you looked at the pie cut for just Connor, it's not all that much. He's yeah. just a fighter. Yeah. But if he was singled out, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's like a third of that pie. Mm-hmm. So even then, like when you put it into that perspective, it's like mm-hmm. fighters doesn't include Connor either. Because mm-hmm. he is on his own stratosphere. Again, whether you like it or not, we must admit Connor puts ass in seats. Yeah. However you feel about him. Yeah, you're right, babe. But, yeah. Sorry. Okay. No, Tangents. you're totally right. Tangents. Okay, cool. <clears throat> According to Moody's, the UFC... Oh, we already... I'm so sorry, guys. We just kind of <clears throat> got into that. <clears throat> Moving on. Talia Santos suffers broken orbital from UFC 275 Clash of Heads with Valentina Shevchenko. She got surgery the day of, if not the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a clash of heads that happened in the third round yeah. of a very competitive fight that was also, like, whatever. I, I knew Tyler Sanchez was not going to go out without swinging. She's also one of the younger opponents that had faced Shevchenko, which is now getting older. So it's not, it's not surprising that a champion has a bad day at yeah. the office, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's where I think a lot of people are. It's that whole... Jennifer Maya situation. Whenever Jennifer Maya won a round against Shevchenko, she is a Muay Thai heavy fighter. Yeah. She apparently had an injury. Uh-huh. I believe that she's not using that as an excuse. She could have, but I don't think so. Shevchenko's just too boss like that. Yeah. For me to think that, oh, she's just giving me a shitty ass excuse. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, she's going to lose at some point. Mm hmm. Everybody does. And if she had lost to Tyler Santos, it would have been like, oh, I mean, yeah, the girl's 19-1. and one. She has 10 knockouts. Like, yeah, she lost to a nobody in her UFC debut, but that doesn't mean you can't get better. Yeah. Especially after four fights getting won. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, I'm not shocked. Did that change the fight? It definitely did. 
Um, <coughs> and I was also thinking that maybe Tyler won. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Shevchenko won. Me and my brother and our friend, Bailey, we were watching the fight and we were like, yeah, maybe Shevchenko got it, barely. Right. And she did, barely. Right. But yeah, she's a human. And yeah, yeah sometimes shit happens. She and heard now, me talking about how she was an alien on last week's episode. Mm-hmm. So she was like, shoot, they're starting to figure it out. I mm-hmm. need to go and yeah, put up, it a, up a little. <laughs> put up a little, like, oh, yeah, look at me. Humble I'm so myself weak. a little bit. <laughs> that might be the case. But now, yeah, Tyler Santos, after this uh, surgery, is wanting an immediate rematch. Yeah. I think Shevchenko... This is the best case scenario. I mean, we were talking about her going up to a different weight class. Yeah. Like, no, why don't you go ahead and beat Anderson Silva's record of towel defenses? Yeah. Or Demetrius Johnson's record of towel defenses. Especially when you didn't win the last fight like you really needed to have won. To I mean, move on up to the next weight class. I feel right. like you need to have it, a very definitive, like, aggressive win. But I mean, she had be uh, ready to move up, right? I think what this is her eighth title defense, so she's been, she can move. I mean, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. She can. But if but now if she's teetering between what option to go with, you're right. Yeah, Yeah. just go back, defend your title like definitively. Yeah. Which it's yours. Mm Mm-hmm. But why go somewhere else when you have that left? Right. Like, I don't know. I just feel like if it were me, I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm going to, no, I'm, I'm going to do better. Yeah. Like, this bitch got it easy. Yeah. I My foot was fucked up. Mm-hmm. I still showed up, and I still won. Mm-hmm. And then you guys are, you, you forgot. You forgot how fucking good I am. Yeah. And what if she really did fuck up her foot? Yeah. What if she goes out there and destroys Tyler Santos? Right. So that's where it's hard, again, it is Shevchenko. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you can't doubt her. But also, this yeah. is MMA. This is why we watch MMA. This yeah. is what makes this sport so great. Mm-hmm. It can switch real quick. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. If I'm Shevchenko, I'm, I'm wanting that rematch as well. Yeah. Well, in the next weight class up, Irene Idiana tells Danny Segura of MMA Junkie that she wants UFC 277 winner Juliana Pena or Amanda Nunez saying, I'm ready for that. Yeah. Uh. uh yeah. If I want Shevchenko to stay at her weight class, then yeah, Irena should get it. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I just... I. It's weird. There's like a stratosphere in that weight class of bantamweight women's fighting that I'm like, uh, nobody else is really going to get close. Yeah. But also Juliana Pena does not inspire that confidence. That she's right. going to maintain that belt like that. Yeah. yeah, she'll beat Amanda, but she's lost to other people. She lost, She got tapped out to Jermaine Ramonet. Right. So like that's where like, she's made mistakes before where I'm like, maybe she has Amanda's number, but not everybody else's. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, Aldana could fucking go out there and bust some ass, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Moving on, Kamsat Chimaev wants Nate Diaz fight still, saying, I'll smash that boy. 
He won't be the same Diaz anymore. Uh, uh <clears throat> I mean, it's an easy fight. He realized that Gilbert Burns and these other motherfuckers were monsters. Yeah. He's like, nah, I'll take that easy money fight now. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm good. I, I don't need to be a warrior and a uh -huh. fucking wolf to everybody. I'll take that Diego Sanchez fight. Yeah. You give me an old legend to put away mm -hmm. with some big bank. Why not? Right. Now that he sees the money signs, now that he knows how much money is out there mm -hmm. to be made, he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, why the fuck wouldn't I fight Nate Diaz? Yeah. But do I want that fight to happen? No. Should anybody else want that fight to happen? No. Should it happen, period? No. So, I don't know. But yeah. Nate's got to fight. Nate's got to fight. Dustin's got to fight. Every, every one of these motherfuckers has to fight. Yeah. How do you have this many healthy fighters willing and wanting to fight for you? Yeah. There is no contract discussions. They are literally begging to fight. Mm hmm And you're not letting them fight. Mm hmm That's the craziest fucking part. Yeah. When the UFC is like, oh, they don't want to fight, they don't want to fight, they don't want to fight. But they're begging all the time to fight. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. You're, you're, you're losing money. Yeah. Like me, if I was businessman UFC, I want to make as much fights happen as possible all the time. Yeah. So. You're right. Um, Leon Edwards blasts, quote, little rat, end quote, to Jorge, Jorge Masvidal. Um, he wants to defend the title against him in London. Yeah, so he is saying that once he beats Usman, he will grant Jorge Masvidal a f title fight. Uh -huh. And it'll be in London where it all went down with three-piece Minnesota. Yeah. Um, Bubba, you gotta get past Kamaru Usman. Yeah. You, you gotta do... You gotta dethrone the pound for pound best fighter in the UFC. Right. A person that you've lost to before. Yep. And what do I always say? What is the one thing that makes me like go, hmm, maybe, maybe just shut up and maybe focus on yourself. Whenever a fighter starts making plans after an opponent, yeah. we just figured out where the fight was gonna happen. Mm -hmm. You just figured out where the fight was gonna happen. Mm -hmm. You thought it was gonna be Las Vegas and now you have to mention to everybody, oh yeah, it's gonna be Utah. Right. Like, Slow your roll. Yeah. Leon One Edwards. At a time. Leon Edwards, ladies and gentlemen, the guy that is seeing five feet in front of him, but falling off a cliff, like immediately in front of him. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand that kind of logic where, oh, let me go ahead and start calling this, this, this for a rematch when you just figured out when the fight was going to happen. Like, right. Yeah. You're the most totally. clueless motherfucker. <sighs> But whatever, Leon deserves this, I guess. Like, fine. <laughs> Ronda Rousey names Gina Serrano as the one opponent she'd return to fight in MMA. Nobody cares. <laughs> I mean, at one point, I would have loved to see this fight. But yeah. who cares about Corona? Who cares about Rousey? If you do, like... Congrats. I mean, they're like, they're old now. I mean, they're old and out of practice. Imagine a Rousey that hasn't fought in, how long must it have been? You're talking about like five years, a half a decade? Uh-huh. Yeah, no. And Gina's been fucking acting. Yeah. I mean, I get it, I guess. I don't know. This is just, <laughs> this is just done for hype. Like, yeah. this isn't going to happen. Yeah. 
The UFC isn't going to put this on. No. no state is going to sanction this for MMA. Hopefully. Yeah. Please. Please. Yeah. Florida. We're looking at you. Do not sanction this for MMA. But. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. If she comes knocking on my door. I'll fight her. I'll fight her. She has it. She has my respect that way. I will say I would like to see Gina Serrano go out. <laughs> but. Other than that. Call me when it happens. Next. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Manager of Alex Piera says winner of Piera versus Sean Strickland will fight for the UFC title. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Listen, Sean Strickland is on a five, six fight winning streak. Yeah. Alex Payda has gone out there and done work on some of the gnarliest motherfuckers. And sorry, and Sean Alex, Strickland, for butchering your name there. But that's where, I mean, Sean Strickland's a tough out. Yeah. He's on a winning streak, too. He is a very dangerous opponent. He made Jack Hermanson look like he was a novice. Yeah. I mean, Jack Hermanson was just chasing him around, not able to do anything. Mm -hmm. Um... I think Alex Prada can go out there and get a knockout real quick. And if he does end up fighting Israel Adesanya, we're going to see Israel Adesanya in a very tough position where he is actually being challenged on feet by somebody else. Yikes. And I don't think Izzy's going to be shooting a takedown. Mm -hmm. I mean, he might, but <sighs> that would be insane. That would be insane that Izzy would have to shoot yeah. to win a fight. Israel Adesanya, one of the best records we have seen in recent history, would have to resort to wrestling mm -hmm. to get a win as a champion. Yeah. And who the fuck knows? Because I was afraid that he can fucking, like, do a flying knee in the middle of a shoot. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, yeah, it makes sense. And the same for Sean Strickland. He goes out there and he puts Alex Pereira away. Yeah. Or, I mean, he beats them. Yeah. Then, yeah, that's the next one up. I mean, who the fuck else does he have to fight at 185? Yeah. It's one of them two. Right, exactly. I mean, he's got to destroy Jared Cannon here. I'm sorry. If anybody thinks that he's going to win, <laughs> look at Rob Whitaker. Look what he did to him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe MMA math doesn't work like that, yeah. but for this scenario, it does. And it's very real, and we're going to... It is what it is in this scenario. Yeah. Um... And I'm going to end the MMA Minute on an annoying note. Carla Esparza is saying she's not trying to go on Zhang Weili's suggested timeline because, as she says, I'm the champion. Tell us your thoughts on that. I mean, if she had thrown maybe 30 strikes through three rounds of her championship bout and landed only one of 11 takedowns yeah for a grand like two minutes of control like yeah like maybe you go on Wally Zhang a person that went out there and got a finish in the first mm -hmm. or in the second sorry mm -hmm. maybe we start pushing people as much as I love fighters and I'm for fighters rights this is a scenario where yeah maybe the UFC kind of pushes you along and it's like yeah you got to fight yeah and sooner rather than later Definitely. Like, you don't get to lollygag. You don't get to hold on to it. If you're healthy, like, you should be fighting at least once a year. You should really be fighting at least half a year. Mm-hmm. Yep. You gotta keep it moving. 
There's plenty of other fighters. It's a ring around the rosy. There's yeah. other people in line. Exactly. Especially after a performance like yours. Right, exactly. Like, you don't have room to talk. Yes, you are the champ, but unfortunately, this is MMA, and your last performance is the only one that counts. Yeah. And that was some bullshit. Right. To call yourself a champion after that performance, mm-hmm. like, I'm... It can sound disrespectful as fuck, but so was that performance. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. To everybody that paid their hard-earned money to watch that shit. Mm Mm-hmm. That's my thing. Like, people paid to watch you fight, and you did not fight. Right. Yeah. You can blame it on Rose, but... It is what it it is. It takes two to tango. It absolutely takes two to tango, and it takes two to not tango. Right, and that's what both of y'all did. Yeah. But, okay, Pat Barry's a genius. <laughs> mm. Excuse me, but yeah, so that's it for the MMA Minute this week. Now over to Mr. Motivated for It's Time. First, let's talk about the amazing car we had this past weekend. We saw everything that you would want. Between the amazing knockouts, the retirement of a future Hall of Famer, and a controversial close decision for a dominant champ, and not to mention fight of the year, I don't give a damn, between Glover Teixeira and Jerry Prochaska. Babe, out of all of these things, what was the moment that stood out to you the most? What was the moment that caught you the most off guard? Or the one that kind of left you feeling some type of way? I mean, I can't not mention Joanna putting down her gloves and retiring. Um, I probably shouldn't have been so surprised. But it just always is kind of like a little surreal to see it happen. Right. I mean, yeah, you're talking about the boogie woman. The end of her fighting days. You know, Tony, side A, her side B in terms of the one of the premier divisions that she built. Like, that motherfucker went out there and fucked up Carla Esparza. Mm -hmm. And got that belt Mm -hmm. and then reigned supreme. And everybody was talking about JJ. For the longest time, it was Ronda Rousey and JJ. Mm -hmm. And Amanda Nunez who? Holly Holm what? It was only them two, and they were killing it for the longest fucking time. So, JJ, uh, I mean, go in her own right. Yeah. Goes out there and gets knocked out. You know, that the Larry David sus eyes. Maybe really a TKO, but gets yeah. TKO. I'm just saying, you don't have a speech like that in a retirement where you're naming off people left and right. Yeah. If, if you, you truly got, if you were cold. truly, yeah, you turned off. If, you're, yeah. if your consciousness was separated from your brain, yeah. you would not be able to speak like that. Mm-mm. It may be, hey, you know what? She was having a tough fight and she was losing the fight. And if she wanted to go out like that, I commend it. But also, sus. Yeah. Also, hmm. also, whatever. It, do, it doesn't matter. Zhang Weili, Weili Zhang. We need to find out how her name is said because mm-hmm. I keep on calling her Zhang Weili. Um, 
she goes out there, puts her away, throws out all kinds of mad respect, and earns the fight against Carlos Barza. So, and that's where, like, yeah, putting away somebody like that, you have earned that shot. Mm-hmm. Like, it, say what you will about her having to earn that back, mm-hmm. but it was still Joanna, despite the two-year-plus layoff. It was still a bad motherfucker, and they were going at it in that first round. Sean Lee was getting the better of the exchanges, but, I mean, it was still very competitive. More competitive than anybody else that I'm seeing. Uh-huh. So, it was, yeah. I know. But that one probably is going to be, like, my bigger, like, emotional fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but holy cow, if I'm not so proud to see how... How big of a fight Glover Teixeira put in there. We were... That was insane. I had Jiri by KO. We all had it, for the majority, 80% Jiri by KO. Uh-huh. 20% Glover by sub. A lot of MMA analysts... 50 yeah. Yeah, a lot of other people had it more 50-50, or Glover can really go out there and sub Jiri. I have seen Jiri's fights, so I knew that that sub wasn't going to come as easy as a lot of people are thinking, especially considering that this is a 43-year-old going up against a 29-year-old. Yeah. It is just different. Um, with that being said, they both just shat the bed with anybody's predictions, except for one person on verdict that no got way. that decision. That's Point zero two percent. That is his margin. He is in that percentage range of his decision. And by his logic, I'm forgetting the guy's name. I'm so sorry. But he says that, yeah, I was thinking Jerry uh, Glover by decision. I figured if it goes that far away, but also Jerry could pull some shit out at the very end and possibly win by sub in the fifth. That is insane. And, yeah, he nails it. Uh, it was honestly top five easy fights of all time. Yeah. Between the tides ebbing and flowing, this fight was so evenly matched. Yeah. I'm gl- I'm sad that Glover lost, mm-hmm. but it's almost like Tony Ferguson getting knocked out. If he's going to lose, at least he's doing it by fucking... Balls to the wall. Yeah. Tony had to get knocked out in that kind of fashion. Yeah. Like, Tony does just doesn't get knocked out by a fucking jab. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And Glover, he goes out in a fucking blaze of glory. Yeah. In a war against a fucking madman. And he's like, okay, next time maybe. You know, like, he's yeah. like, just so... It's okay. It's uh, crazy. Yeah, Glover is... A fucking boss. I mean, oh just to think about doing... I... My back hurts at 31. Yeah. And for him to be doing this shit at the top of the food chain Insane. with the gnarliest motherfuckers... Insane. ...is crazy. Keeping up. And, by the way, if you guys didn't know, he was up on the scorecards. Yeah. He had 28 seconds left. Mm-hmm. And he ends up losing Mm -hmm. for the first time in his entire career by sub. Yep. I don't 
That is insane. Like, fucking insane. And that was, that was just a, a section of the fight. Because oh there were so many distinct parts. Yeah. That it, it, ha- it was like a story. Yeah. There was no, there was no part in that fight where it wasn't like, oh, you remember when he mounted him. Or you yeah. remember when it was looking tough for Glover, but then he comes back, mounts Jerry, lands an elbow, slices Jerry's eyebrow open. Mm-hmm. Now we're like, oh, what the fuck? And then Jerry goes out there, lands a flying knee right on Glover, breaks his nose, cuts him up too. And then it's just back and forth. It was a, like a slugfest. But in 4D yeah. because the ground game was involved. And there was at least five reversals yeah. and high level reversals. Yeah. And the like, blood meter. Oh my God. And the violence. Yeah. I mean, you remember when like Jiri was like cocking his like, like oh his straight. It was like he was like gliding through a straight yes. and it would sound like a launch cannon and it would land square on lower and you can hear it oh and by the way my second favorite audience in the world pulls through and shows everybody what's up if you have not been paying attention i laud the asian audience because they are very respectful of the crown game Mm -hmm. and also they they show what's up they give props yeah yeah and if yeah. it wasn't for that like serene kind of audience experience from a live crowd yeah. that's an Asian crowd, right. we would not be able to hear those shots the way they were heard. I know. Yeah, you're right. Like the reason why I have Ireland crowds as number one is because they're like raucous is all hell. Yeah. Like they just don't give the a fuck. Of the it rowdiest. is a fucking fight. It is a fight club scenario where people are chanting but the reason why this is number two is just the class it's it's almost like the the sheer opposites they have fun too like oh yeah they celebrate yeah i mean whenever like glover got um north south on yeah whenever glover got north south on jerry and he was like sitting on his face and they laughed yeah like, they know what's a good time, but they're yeah. also not going to boo you on the ground. Right. And there was, I mean, there was nothing to boo. Like, if I no. would have heard a boo, I would have, like, fucking yeah. gotten a stroke. <laughs> but they they just really pulled through in the yeah. best way possible. They're I was like, they're going to show out. They're going to have fun. They're going to cheer when it's necessary. And whenever yeah. it's not, they're going to observe. Yeah. They're going to actually pay attention to the fucking fight and look at the nuances and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. That's the shit that I love about Asian MMA fans. That yeah. quarter of the world, yeah. they just know, like, mm-hmm. applaud when necessary and then just shut the fuck up yeah. at all other times because other people are watching too and they yeah. want to know what the fuck is happening. Right. And that's what I fuck with the most. Yeah. It's that courtesy. Right. It's like, ooh. Oh, I fuck with that. Yes, please. More more courtesy. Mm, yes. Let me <laughs> suckle on that. So, yeah. Yeah. Asian crowds are the best. Yeah. What do you see next for both Glover and for the new champ? Jiri has a tough choice ahead of him. Yeah. I think it's really three options. For Jiri, it's only two. Okay. It should be between Glover, Jan Blachowicz, mm-hmm. or the winner of Anthony Smith versus Mohamed Ankalaev. 
Jean versus Jiri makes sense. It's a clash of Europeans. Yeah. It's the Czech versus the Polish. Right. They're right fucking there. They can sell out a fucking stadium. Yeah. Imagine all these people oh my God. <laughs> put in a soccer field in Europe. Yeah. In the cold. Right. God, that would be fucking insane. Yeah, the rematch of, again, one of the top five best fights in UFC history. Mm-hmm. I mean, why the fuck would you not? Glover yeah. is at the end of his career. Yeah. He really only wanted one more fight. Yeah. So maybe give him an appropriate exit. Yeah. But Anthony Smith versus Uncle I'm sorry. You're just not in the running. Yeah. Just because those other two options are so much more appealing Definitely. to Jiri. Definitely. Like, I don't, like, if Anthony Smith goes out there and fucks up Magomed Ankalaev, mm-hmm. or same, mm-hmm. vice versa. Right. Then maybe. Okay. Maybe they catch the attention of the champ. Yeah. But. You gotta really. But really you really gotta break down. There. You gotta break down all these different scenarios. Yeah. And. Jan Blut versus Jiri makes yeah. sense. Right. Glover versus Jiri makes sense. Especially if you're trying to appeal to Jiri's, like, warrior sensibilities. It's yeah. like, it was a close fight that you were losing. Right. If you're such a warrior, yeah. let's end this. Right, right, right. Let's fucking end this. Yeah. One more shot at the fucking title, baby. Yeah. Let's Fucking go, Daddy O. Oh my god. Glover versus Jiri 2. All the fucking marbles. The pony and the smiles and the talks and the <laughs> head knobs and the. Uh. All of it. Then you have the Battle of Europe. Yeah. Who wins it? Right. Poland versus the Czech Republic. Who actually fucking goes and wins this shit between both countries? Both countries that have seen such hardship have champions, first-time champions, battling it out. And then you have the winner of Anthony Smith versus Mangamid Ankalaev, who, I'm sorry. Do you give them Glover next? If if Jerry takes Jean, do you give... No, because then the next person to fight there is Glover. I would wait to see what Jerry says. Yeah. If I'm Glover... Honestly, even though just wait for Jerry. Even though he went out there and like there is no shame in being oh, no second place and losing. There's no way he knew. Like a lot of people are that's saying where, I mean, that's where it just the start the conversation. Yeah. Like, if anything, this is like it just shows you how fucking good Glover Dixera is. If anything, this only just made everyone look amazing. Yeah, and if I'm Glover, though, I'm... It's rematch or bust. I agree. Why would you... Why waste your time? Why take another fight? Why hurt yourself? Why anything? And especially coming off the heels of a future Hall of Fame fight. Yeah. I mean, that was, like, I don't... You don't see shit like that. And you are the, like, you just stepped down from the championship. Mm-hmm. So that's your next move for sure. That's so the only one you take. If I'm Glover, I'm waiting. And yeah. I'm I'm bending Jiri's ear. Yeah. If you're really a warrior, show me. Yeah. Defeat me. Yeah. 
because I, I was beating you. Right. And for the people that are like, ah! whenever, whenever Glover pulled the guillotine in the fifth. Oh my God, God. For everybody that's like, why, why, the, the IQ, blah, 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 he was fighting such a stupid fight. Y'all motherfuckers aren't in that position. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't know the amount of adrenaline that's pumping through these fucking yeah. madmen. Yeah. You are just, you just haven't experienced that situation where you're in the fifth round of a back and back and back and forth fight. Yeah. Where, who the fuck knows what the, I just want to kill this man. I just knocked him around. He's hurt. Mm -hmm. I know if I try to choke this motherfucker out, I can. And he does. And the blood and the sweat make it just slippery enough where it, a head that could, it could have been popped off in any other scenario, mm-hmm. pops out in this one. Ew. In okay. such a back and forth uh, fight. Yeah. That in a, in a different reality, whoever wins. In the but in this one, he just doesn't. <sighs> and it's close. But if I'm Glover, I'm leaving it like that. Because yeah. that's a pretty good fucking note to leave the fans with. Yeah. You don't always have to end on a good... on A a lot of people don't end on a good fight, let alone a legendary fight. Right. You just ended up being on the wrong side of that decision. Yeah. And it wasn't even a decision. It, it just got taken. I know. It was a mistake. And mistakes are made. Yeah. In a 25 full-ass fight... A full-ass minute fight... Like, you're going to make mistakes like that, and people are going to lose, and, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Try it Just, again. You, thank you. Yeah. But I, if I'm Glover, you're not a warrior. A warrior would have <laughs> ended it. Yeah. If you're Glover, but, you're But, I mean, best case it. scenario for fight fans, because imagine yeah. if we went 25 minutes, and we were like, oh, this was a robbery. Whoa, this is, oh, this is why this person won. This is why, the, mm-hmm. at least there was a finish. There oh, was a gosh, clear tap. Yeah. And it was a phenomenal fight. The entire fight was... My heart's racing just talking about it. Yeah. Like, that shit was fucking insane. For anybody that missed it, like, for sure, set a reminder whenever it comes out for two weeks. But... Yeah. It's cool. Jerry has a tough decision. If I'm Jerry, I pick Glover. But John Blachowicz was a B-bad. John Blachowicz didn't really win against Rockich. Rockich fucked himself up. Yeah. And Anthony Smith was his uncle. I have can wait for later. I agree. Big money. Big money. Glover Teixeira. Do it. Street cred. You, you have, Street cred. You have that whole ass fight to pull clips from. Pride. You have at least like three thousand different things that you can pull from that fight that were spectacular as a hype up clip to their rematch. Right. Why would you not use that? Yeah. Like. You have a whole reel for their whole careers. In right. that fight. For yeah. the both of them. And I mean, Glover's just too old. I don't want him to win his way back up. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Next, though. He's next. For sure. Yeah. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. And so, we just talked about the first and last subjects, but this weekend, we have the main event between Calvin Cater and Josh Emmett. Vying to see who is possibly going to be next between 
the winner of Volkanovski Holloway 3. Out of those two fighters, who do you think has it? Calvin Cater. Okay. Calvin Cater, if he ends up winning this in any kind of fashion, yeah. should he get the winner of Volkanovski versus Holloway? There is also Brian Ortega versus Yair Rodriguez scheduled to be fought soon, I think. It depends on how the fight goes. If it's a finish? If it's a finish, how fast it takes to get that finish. It depends on how the fight goes. It's not like vicious just finish. the winner. Yeah. It's a vicious one-sided finish for Kelvin. Then yes. Best case scenario. Then yes. He gets next title shot? Yeah. Calvin Cater's scary dude. What if Holloway wins against Volkanovski? Then you're going to have Holloway versus Volkanovski 4. Right? Okay. Because that makes sense. Yeah. In that world where it's such a close fight, everybody talks shit about each other, right. and if... Holloway wins against a very dominant Volkanovski, yeah. who can easily be pound for pound number two or three, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. That fight gets made. Calvin Cater has to wait, obviously. If Calvin Cater has to wait, does he wait, wait, or does he fight the winner of Brian Ortega versus Yair Rodriguez? Yes, that. The he late. fights the winner? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. That's right. Yeah. That's a really good matchup. Yeah. So... Josh, I'm going to just shit out a look here. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just got Cater on this one. That's fair. I think Josh Emmett will put up a good fight. I do think, however, that Calvin Cater is going to go out there and put on a show again. I really think he's going to put on a show. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's it for this week's episode. I do think it's our best episode yet. Yeah. Babe, tell the people how they can follow us. Okay, so there's many ways, lots of social media things you can do to get to us. But if you are on Twitter, hit us up at NoNameMMA1, Instagram at no.name.mmashow, or send us an email at NoNameMMAshow at gmail.com. Thank you, baby. Have a great day rest of your week this is gonna be the first week where nina can see the fights live finally finally and we have lots finally. of fucking good fights we have donald cowboy Cerrone possibly making oh. his last appearance in the ufc we have this julia marquez the guy appearance. who called out miley cyrus and yeah. then fucked it up oh. we have calvin cater versus josh emmett we have a former no name of the week mm -hmm. adrian Giannis fighting tony kelly that leaves his piece of shit it is going to be a fun night of fights. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Talk at you guys next week. Yep. Invest in your mental health. And as always, fuck you, John Jones. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you.